What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 159. It is 52 minutes past 6 p.m. 1800 hours. uh if you prefer the 24 hour clock which i do prefer it's, it's it's much more easier to look at the time and it's very it's very clearer and very precise but uh before i end up ranting on about clocks this time uh make sure you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at i prefer 2x a lot of people prefer 1.5x the thing with 2x is you can skip the rambling part and you can go through the rambling part very easily it's very nice and uh, engaging but the 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 you know main part is that make sure you are not listening to it on 1x because that can be a little bit slow and uh, the last thing that i want you to go through is my episodes that are very slow speed because i know i tend to speak a little bit slower as it is also since this is slightly dry the financial markets and intraday financial markets analysis is basically not something which everyone is uh, too interested in So if that is you if you aren't particularly interested in but you're just getting something out of this which I hope you are uh but if that's you then you know 2x is possibly going to keep you more uh, on the edge and more excited for whatever I'm about to say or at least more tuned in whereas you know if I'm speaking like this very slowly it becomes very boring I I catching my drift So yeah that's uh, that's what I wanted to convey uh, this time of course in a slightly longer way than my normal episodes uh, but now without any further ado let's get started All right so this time I think I'm going to try something a bit different I'll speak about uh you know the indices first because I feel that today at least there were some observations which will uh tie in better when i speak about the indices first and then the market wide snapshot and uh that's basically the positive day that we saw and it was unusually positive for a lot of people uh if you ask me i was definitely expecting it to go down or at least not be as positive as it was uh purely because of uh you know just just the kind of moves that we saw overnight and the fact that the global markets were not as positive uh as to warrant a 3.82% increase in nifty and also uh we could see some very established resistances which it was struggling to clear initially but then of course it really breached them with ease uh so that that is what we'll be talking about in the very first segment and the reason for that is again you need that additional context and you need that uh you need to know my reading of it before i move on to the snapshot because i feel that would uh that would just flow better so nifty right now is closing at 8597 and uh, bank nifty is at 19144 nifty is up 316 points bank nifty is up 361 points we'll come to the components of those we'll come to the adr and such of those in the next segment this one is purely for market observations and analysis uh, because i found myself uh, just repeating a bunch of stuff that i mentioned in uh, the snapshot 
in the indices segment as well. This is just to try to eliminate that duplication and thus make it more, uh, you know, engaging and less boring. After all, that is the aim. So on the intraday chart of Nifty, what we are seeing is a relatively uh, linear-ish positive move. For the most part, the 13 moving average was respected very well. And in hindsight, this almost looks like an Elliott wave of sorts, just going up and then retracing for a bit, going up again, retracing for a bit, going up again, retracing for a bit. And uh, it was very standard in that respect. If uh, you you would have traded today as if it was a trending market, then you would have made a decent amount of money adding your positions at the moving average supports and exiting partial positions at resistances and such, you would have made a decent return. I personally did not, but that doesn't mean I can't uh, tell you what 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 was the best way to trade it. In fact, it better equips me because I can tell you what mistakes I made. Again, that will be in the next to next segment in my trades. But for now, this is the intraday movement that we saw. Analyzing the intraday movement further, what we find is that there were a lot of red and green, red and green candles just like yesterday. And uh, that is possibly what best represents the kind of indecisiveness and the kind of into minds that the market was during the day intraday. Also, another thing about it being positive today, uh, yesterday I had spoken about how it is trying very, very hard to take supports, but it is just not able to. Also, it's you, you could just see the amount of attempts that it was making. That possibly hinted me towards a potential uh, up move. Also, uh, yesterday I was analyzing the intraday chart, uh, intraday, no, not the intraday chart, the daily chart of, uh, of, of Nifty, and I did a retracement of it. And the retracement, coincidentally, yesterday's close was right at the 61.8% mark. As a result, I sort of uh, felt that there is a chance that it might take support. Of course, that support would not be as strong, uh, I feel, because, you know, this is not the kind of market where such supports are typically working. But then it did take that support. So I was personally not too bullish on it, but clearly the market had uh, other feelings and other plans. As far as the daily chart is concerned, we are looking at Nifty right on the 13 moving average line. It has partially filled in the gap uh, that was created yesterday. Uh, in fact, on the intraday chart, you can see that the gap is almost completely filled. On the daily chart, there is still a bit of space remaining, but that is as good as filled here. It has closed above the 13 moving average, which is a good sign. It's a bullish sign. And uh, I was actually very curious to see what is the reason why we are seeing a bullish move on Nifty. And uh, my intraday assessment of it was people possibly booking profits and, uh, you know, just exiting or squaring off positions, possibly their shorts uh, to, you know, purely for tax management, tax management purposes, whether they had shorted it and they want to, uh, you know, consider the income in this FY or if they had made several losses during the day, especially if they were perma bulls, uh, sorry, perma bears, where they were constantly bearish on the indices, which a lot of people were. 
they were saying uh, even when nifty was at 11k 12k 10.8k back last year or last last year they were constantly saying that nifty is definitely going to hit uh, 9.5k 6.5k and such so those kind of people would have been shorting a lot if they had accumulated losses because you know last year was clearly a very positive year overall if we do not count the few months that were uh, you know that were part of that retracement for the most part they would have made a net loss possibly maybe this uh, these few weeks that have passed or a few months that have passed with the indice uh, with the stocks being down the indices being down perhaps they might have recovered their losses notionally and then they want to uh, you know realize them or whatever the reason is bottom line i personally felt that it is purely to do with the tax management purposes uh, and that is why we saw you know the market going up this much because the global queues while strong they were not that strong you know 2.25% up footsie on open and literally 15 minutes after it was down to plus 1.5% or so so a good solid 1% uh, 1 percentage point it had reduced by so that is uh, that's obviously a significant amount in uh, such a short span of time and that is what made me feel that clearly this market is not really uh, going by some of the other normal moves that it generally goes by so uh, that's my take on that as far as bank nifty is concerned it is very similar uh, in fact today i felt that bank nifty was the one which was actually driving nifty while the intraday pattern of the chart is slightly different to what nifty's was bank nifty's moves were coming in way before than nifty's moves and it was almost as if bank uh, nifty was trying to play catch up with uh, bank nifty uh, where let's say bank nifty goes up for a bit a few seconds later nifty follows bank nifty goes down a few seconds later nifty follows so I feel this was uh, the kind of day where Nif uh, Bank Nifty was the leader in that respect and Nifty was just following it. Uh, so that's my take on that. Again, this does not typically happen. They'll either move in tandem entirely or they will move completely or relatively independently. This is, I think, the first time I had observed or this is the first time it's happened when I've observed the markets that uh, Nif Bank Nifty was really pulling or dragging the indice down. And, that is not particularly because bank nifty was inherently weak or strong it's just because nifty seemed to follow banks uh, this time maybe maybe because uh, i think public banks have passed on the moratorium uh, to to uh, you know customers earlier it was just an rbi thing that rbi had said that okay you can do this but the banks had not passed on that benefit to the customers i think public banks from today have passed on the benefit officially uh, don't quote me on that though it's best to uh, refer to an actual news website rather than this podcast for news for analysis you may refer to this one uh, another uh, reason why a lot of people are saying that the markets went up is because china factory activity has increased uh, according to reports they say and this basically signals that uh, you know things are picking up pace again I personally feel that that is a wrong way to look at it purely because China has already been through this and their numbers may be fudged. However, India is not nearly at the flattening of the curve stage. We have barely even seen the exponential part of it. So for us, the equation is considerably uh, more different. 
in the way that we might possibly see the real negative effects of coronavirus coming in shortly. And I don't say this as a pessimist. I say this as a realist because even despite even even though we have uh, you know tried our best to uh, curtail the spread of it by social distancing and lockdowns and such it really is inevitable like 52 cases in mumbai today yesterday there were there were 47 i think the total tally is a smudge under 1200 possibly 1100 or so between 1100 and 1200 basically and this number is only going to increase whether we like it or not add that there was uh, there were a bunch of people who had attended uh, some function or something together and uh, they have been diagnosed as well a lot of people from out of state as well have been diagnosed so those numbers are possibly just going to increase and as a result that negative sentiment will creep into the markets as well and that is why i feel that it is slightly wrong to term this as the bottom of the market because there is still a lot of chance where if the sentiment is sufficiently negative it can still go down so again not saying this as a bear or as a pessimist i'm just saying that uh, I, th I think that it's not quite there we are not quite there yet to really say if this is a bottom or not perhaps us perhaps italy perhaps south korea perhaps china those countries have already been through it a week or two before we did so for them it's still relatively uh, you know easier to gauge whether it's whether it's, whether it's a bottom or not whether things are going to improve or not for us it's too early to tell uh, which is why i would personally refrain from calling this a bottom just quite yet even if it does eventually end up being a bottom i think that uh, right now is not the best time to classify it as one or at least conclude that it is a bottom so that's my take on the indices. Let's move to the market snapshot. Okay, so the ADR for the day was the highest that we've seen in recent times at 2.7, 1,342 gainers, 497 losers, 3,044 crore net selling for the FIs, 3,500 crore net buying for the DIs. And I was actually expecting the DI number to be a bit higher because of all the buying that must have happened, which would have obviously pulled the market up. As we discussed in the previous segment, Nifty's ADR is 40 advances to 10 declines, which is a very solid number. BPCL being the top gainer, Britannia being the next one, Gale being the next one. So a few, um, you know, a few uh, public sector entities in this list a few private sector ones as well reliance touching 1100 which is a very strong sign indusin bank down 15.14 percent it's at 350 rupees right now literally yesterday i had mentioned or at least even day before yesterday we had spoken about how indusin bank is moving absolutely wildly and if you can digest the the volatility and the choppiness it's possibly the best pick for you to have intraday even if you had gotten uh, short, like, you know, 100 indocent banks, the capital would not have been that much. And you would have made a solid 50 rupees on each of those 100 indocent banks. Again, this is intraday. It's not the most, uh, you know, the most safest things to do. It definitely carries its own risks. Uh, but if you're into that sort of thing, it's it's definitely one thing to consider, especially if you can digest the volatility. Uh, the other stocks for the most part are flat-ish, so not that negative, which is 
definitely one of the reasons why nifty was able to sustain those higher levels and why that 8400 resistance that we saw today was passed without a uh, hitch as far as the other market wide indices are concerned the broad market ones india vix is the only one in the red it's 10 percent down at 64 uh, again i personally feel that this is not quite uh, stable yet there's still a lot of way to go up and down we really can't say as far as the sectoral indices go bank nifty seven advances five declines uh, we already know which uh, which one of those is the top decline for bank nifty i'm assuming and that is industrial bank in case you haven't followed my drift but uh, Bank of Baroda was the top gainer for the day at 56. So a few, a few mixed banks here and there. Uh, Bandhan Bank down 5.99%. So it's probably just profit booking uh, with a mix of uh, you know people panicking. that Oh my God, it's done so well right now. Why is it going down? So that might be one of the drivers. Apart from that, the other sector sectors look good. FMCG being the best performer for the day, I think. Followed by Metal. Followed by uh where is it yeah followed by pharma and so on financial services also reasonably well bank nifty by the way 1.93 percent off so not too bad the fixed income indices were also strong today uh when i say strong they were just green all of them are below one percent plus but that's still strong enough i would say i would personally say as far as the 52 week highs and lows are concerned, we are looking at seven highs for the day and just 169 lows. GK Wire, Ruchi Soya, looks like they've earned a permanent list, a permanent spot on this list because it's here once again, along with a few ETFs. HUL is here as well. It made a new uh, 52 week high. Uh, the LTP is 2298.5. The high that it had made is 2313. It's performing extremely strongly and stably in this market. A lot of people are saying uh, that ITC has a lot more potential than HUL. Uh, perhaps, you know, fundamentally speaking, they might be right, they might be wrong. I can't comment on it. But uh, purely, you know, in terms of the market performance, HUL has been beating ITC like it's nobody's business. Uh, as far as the 52 week lows are concerned, we're seeing a few names, uh, known names here, Cummins, Aisha Motors and Havels and such. Uh, but again, not a lot because it was overall more of a positive day than what we've seen in the past. As far as the bulk deals are concerned, the, the bigger, larger deals are concerned, we're looking at a few of them, 20 microns here, Apollo pipe as usual. A few of these are very, very commonly occurring ones eibel housing finance here as well some mr gehlot samir has bought uh, 24 lakh shares at 96.33 rupees each uh, so that's quite a big transaction i'm assuming that he knows something we don't or he is just very confident in his analysis either way uh, i hope it works out for him some block deals as well happening today uh, Oh, we're seeing we're seeing uh, DMart's uh, DMart's uh, promoter Radha Kishan Davani here uh, buying Vodafone. He's bought 3.15 uh, at 3.15, uh, 3 crore 70 lakh shares of Vodafone. So uh, and Derive Investments is the company which has sold them to him. I won't be surprised if this is if he's somehow related to the, to that company itself. We really can't say. He has also bought 800,000 shares of Hind Petro at 190 each. He has also bought 
17 lakh shares of DLF at 135 each and he's bought 15.5 uh, lakh shares of Delta Corp at 65.25 each 65.25 let me be very clear and he's bought uh, finally and he's bought 10 lakh shares of Sun Pharma at 350 rupees each the counterparty for all of these transactions is derive investments and I'm not quite sure if he's affiliated to this company oh well he is uh, drive investments is an investment company run by Damani who is known in India for his stock picks so clearly something very interesting happening over here and uh, you know I, I hope that 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 this is not something shady I hope that it is all legal uh, I said all legal not illegal but uh, it's very interesting to see this here and as far as the global indices are concerned the global markets we'll just have a look for the most part they do look positive so that is not really a bad sign there uh, but obviously Asia right now is all in the green except for Nikki which is down 0.88% uh, Europe is flat it's not too positive it's not negative at all so it's, it's somewhere in the middle Nasdaq hasn't opened yet so I cannot comment on that as far as crude is concerned it's 3.83% up for WTI Brent 0.57% up for Brent crude 20.75 per barrel for WTI 26.57 per barrel for Brent today was once again the day where I saw an article on how oil prices can go negative because of the lack of storage space and uh, I'm not too well versed with uh, oil prices and such as I've said numerous times uh, but then you know you could, you could possibly look dig, dig further into the oil prices thing if you are uh, someone who trades oil so uh, that's something you should possibly look into as far as FX goes USDINR 75.64 rupees per dollar right just 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 above the previous close 0 0.02 uh, rupees above the previous close so not a lot uh, but I think the market is still on and if it does fill in that gap then it has a massive leeway right up to 75.9 so a good 30 paise for it to actually go up and uh, that would be quite a move if you're able to catch it so that is it for the snapshot let's move to my trades all right so i managed to get 8400 pe at a rate which i was uh, which i could afford reasonably easily and i went longer i was getting like gosh 12 rupees or something i i i felt that that was not nearly enough uh, i would i don't i wouldn't say not nearly enough but it was not enough really for me to actually take that risk that i had taken as a result i waited for a bit add to that the market was showing all signs of bearishness the rs <coughs> the sorry sorry for that the rsi was taking uh, the, the rsi was taking 60 resistance it was breached the moving average the sellers were increasing and the globals were indicating uh, more of a bearish kind of sentiment but despite all of that uh, much to my displeasure it did take support and it did go up fortunately though uh, unlike how rude the options have been lately for me it was fairly lenient for the first part for the initial part where the call was surprisingly uh, you know extremely misbehaving in terms of pricing uh, where you know even if your put goes down by two rupees your call 
just goes up by like one or something so all of those things uh were were present but fortunately i got uh the more lenient uh lenient end of things uh so that's a good thing but i closed the day in the red because the market failed to take resistance at those higher levels 8600 yes it's got that resistance because it is closing literally three rupees below 8600 uh, but all things considered i was personally expecting it to go as close to itm as possible so basically anything below 8550 and uh, it would have been a good sign for me i was personally uh, you know hoping that it closes uh, you know in the 8400s Uh, but clearly the market did not listen to me much to my displeasure so uh, that was my trade again the trade basis was the resistance zone of uh, you know the previous day so you could just see you know the cips and such and based on that you could have taken a trade and i did uh, so yeah i mean i think options there's there's something very weird happening um, as i've been saying since the past few weeks Uh, but i still get into them because when they give a good opportunity when i think they could give a good opportunity good return at that time i do get into it but sometimes it doesn't work out sometimes it does work out so it's a bit of a mixed bag uh, but i'm definitely considering equity and other uh, you know other instruments not just options uh, because earlier i used to almost exclusively do options but now clearly because it's not working as well i need to look at other things as well so i just thought i'd uh, i'd keep you all posted on that uh, but yeah th- those were the trades for the day let's move to the lesson okay so the lesson for the day unlike the previous lessons that we've spoken about is not related to a mistake i made today it's related to a mistake i've made in the past and that is i tend to not wait for the candle to close before getting into a position now there are two sides to this story of course there are cases when it is good you know it is required to get into a position as fast as you can and at that times it does make a lot of sense to get into a position uh, without the candle closing but certain times especially with the kind of market that we are seeing it's best to wait to see what the sentiment is is it taking support is it breaching that support and it will that become its new resistance because today on several occasions it so happened that the market took crazy crazy support at a moving average but to when when the candle was about to change when the next candle was about to come in the price just fell so high uh, or rather so low and so fast that that same uh, you know that same support ended up becoming a resistance and when you look in the rear view mirror when you look back when you are uh, done with your tra- uh, trades and done with your day and when you look eod that would look like a textbook resistance to you you might say that my god you know uh, i'm i'm probably the shittiest trader alive for me to not catch that pattern but the thing is the pattern did not form when you were looking at it uh, it it formed like much later and th- that is why Uh, you know it it can be a bit hard to really uh, understand and take these kind of trades at the same time it it looks very easy once uh, you know the day is actually over but the best thing that you can possibly do is just have a little patience and wait for the candle to close and of course i'm not saying that this applies every time let me be very clear because sometimes there are cases where you just can't wait for it to close you're either in the train and you're getting to your destination or you choose 
to step away from the train because it's too overcrowded. So depending on what your decision is, make sure that you are not taking something which is too rash. You need to know exactly why you are doing what you're doing. Even if you aren't taking a trade, why are you not taking a trade? Even if you are taking a trade, why are you taking that trade and not the other kind of trade? Why are you not uh, taking the opposite kind of trade? Is it something uh, that you think is happening right now or is it because in the past that it uh, in in the past it hasn't really worked out for you and it's not that you know if it hasn't worked out for you in the past it it definitely will not work out for you this time at the same time sometimes the past is a good indication technical analysis is literally based on that so uh, the bottom line for all that really is that you need to make sure exactly what you are doing and why you're doing it. In most cases, it makes a lot of sense to wait for the candle to close. And with that, I hope you found this helpful and informative. And uh, that's it for this one. Tomorrow is the weekly expiry because 2nd April, the markets are closed. So do keep that in mind. Make sure that you do not end up carrying forward tomorrow's calls or puts because otherwise you are going to get, uh, uh, I think, a higher uh, stt or something but make sure that you just don't do that anyway so that's it from my side see you in the next one happy trading